welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Hallelujah. Excited to be here this morning. Amen. God is so good. We serve a mighty God. I'm sitting there as he's dedicating the baby, Ruby. Amen. The biggest challenge you have is to raise a G-rated child in an X-rated world. Amen. To raise a child and put standards and goals within them to not be as part of this world. Be in the world, but not of the world. Being called separated, being called to come out from amongst them. And it's a challenge every day, if not for the Holy Ghost. God leading and guiding us, this word, the preached word, his spirit. Because we can will ourselves to do a lot of things. But we know it's not by might or by his power, but it's by his spirit. Amen. And it's the Spirit, his, the Holy Ghost living and moving within us that makes all the difference. I was actually going to talk about, you know, separation from the world. But Friday, I went into a meeting, which should have been, been a simple decision three or four weeks ago. And the person kept wrestling with this decision, going on and on about it. Most times you make a decision, you just pull the trigger and boom, it's done. And it's like, man, why are you wrestling? This person went as far as to break down and started doing math and all this. I'm like, man, he's, you've really overthought this. But I guess there's some decisions that you make that you really got to put a lot of thought into. Amen. And, uh, but it was within that meeting I started thinking about Matthew 11 and 12, which is my text. And it says this, and for the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Amen. From John the Baptist to present day, we're faced with making a decision. The gospel was opened up. Amen. Salvation was opened up to sinners. Amen. And they had to make a decision. Amen. And sometimes making that decision is a battle within. What do I do? How do I do this? Oh, man. And sometimes you just have to get violent with it or radical and make the decision. Just pull the plug and make the decision and deal with the consequences. So if you'll allow me this morning, I'm going to talk to you on this subject. The day that seldom ever comes. A day that seldom ever comes. If you'll put your Bibles down, lift up your hands, and let's ask the Lord to bless this word. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you, Lord, for this time and this opportunity, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord, for your presence we felt here this morning, Lord. Just pray, Lord, that you continue to touch and be amongst us, Lord. Anoint these lips this morning, Lord, to bring forth your word, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you touch each and every ear to be open, Lord. Every mind, Lord, to be open to understand, Lord. And every heart open to receive, Lord, your word here this morning, Lord. That we can leave here different than what we have came, Lord. Just giving you all honor and all glory, Lord Jesus. Just pray that you bless each and every individual. And in Jesus' name we pray. And let everybody say amen. 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 God is good for all our visitors. Thankful you're here. Glad Kevin is here. Co-worker. Amen. God is so good. Amen. I feel the Lord wants to speak to somebody this morning. May May not have a word for everybody, but I believe I have a word for somebody this morning. See, his name was Artful Eddie. Arthur Eddie lacked for nothing. He was the slickest of slick lawyers. One of the roars, if you will, of the roaring twenties. He was a friend of Al Capone. Amen. And he ran the gangster's dogs tracks. Arthur Eddie had mastered the simple technique of fixing races by overfeeding seven dogs. Amen. And betting on the eighth. Amen. He had all the wealth. He had all the status. He had all the, any style. Amen. He lacked totally for nothing. Amen. He could find any loophole in any law. Amen. That's why the mob had sought him out to represent them. Amen. Valuable. He was a very valuable member of the Chicago Mafia. He was the top of the corrupt game. But one day, Eddie shocked everyone when he decided to turn himself in to the authorities. Amen. He would proffer evidence against Al Capone himself and the crime syndicates of Chicago. The question comes to mind, what was he thinking? What in the world are you thinking? Surely he was familiar with how the mob dealt with rats. It wasn't if you snitch, you get stitches. Snitches get stitches. Rats got exterminated. Amen. You're dealing with the mob, the Chicago Mafia. You're dealing with Al Capone. What are you thinking? Come on, Eddie, what's up with you? He knew and perhaps had even witnessed firsthand the results of the punishment on those that turned against the mob. In other words, he knew he had signed his death warrant. He had put a target on his back. He was a dead man walking. This was during the Roaring Twenties when organized crime was at its heyday. Amen. A time... That when the mob boss spoke, his actions were carried out. No questions asked. Amen. Everybody was on his payroll. Amen. So, with this question, it begs to, to be asked, why? Why would some, why would he have dared to turn himself, and even more, why would he have turned in evidence against the mafia in Al Capone? What did Artful Eddie have to gain? What could society give him that he didn't already have? He had the money. He had the power. He had the prestige. He had all the luxuries you could want. Eddie revealed the purpose of his action. Artful Eddie had a son. He had a son. Eddie spent his life with the despicable. He had a life of evil. He led a life of evil. His lifestyle was one of violence and base living, promiscuous and perverse, amen. And Eddie realized that for his son, he wanted something more. 
Amen. Something different. Something better. Amen. He wanted to leave his name a son. He wanted his son a better name. He wanted to leave an inheritance for his son. Better than what he could. Amen. A name is a valuable thing. He wanted to give his son a name that he could be proud of. Where he could hold his head up high. Unashamed of who he was. Capable of being a part of society. He had a dream of his son being more than a crook and a criminal. And to give his son an honorable name, he had to clear his own name. So for the sake of his son, he was willing to take the risk. It was about others. It wasn't about him. It was about somebody else. Sadly, Arful Eddie never saw the risk beyond reward. After Eddie squealed, the mob members had found him and took their vengeance. A shotgun blast from close range silenced him forever. What's the reward of violent action? Amen. Again, a question begs to ask. Was this action and the outcome worth the risk? Amen. Was it worth taking and putting your life on the line for somebody else? The appropriate response would be for his son, it was worth every bit of it. It was worth every bit. Arthur Eddie's son lived up to the sacrifice in his son's name is referred to throughout the United States on a daily basis. Amen. Before I tell you about Eddie's son, though, I would suggest to you that awful Eddie had stepped into an arena of violent people. Webster's defines the word violent as marked by extreme force or sudden intense activity. Amen. He made an extreme decision, one that would cost him, but was worth every minute. Everything that he done. Extreme, intense is what violence is. Caused by force, not natural. It's not a natural force. Emotionally agitated to the point of loss of self-control or common sense. Just lose it. You know, you just lose it. Arthur Eddie found something more important than the wealth, the prestige, the houses, and the cars. More important even than his life. So important that his actions were so not natural. It was intense. It was extreme. He made a decision that nobody in the world at that time could understand. And perhaps today, not knowing the results of the risk, think how stupid was that. So many things could be preached when we refer to the text of John and the violent taking it by force. Topics like prayer. Praise, the word, and witness. All of these topics could be discussed under the subject of the need of intense and extreme action. The need for the violence to take it by force. In fact, let me digress for a moment and tell you. We are living in an hour where sin abounds. Amen. A time when it seems that it is there's an agenda to make cool things to be anti-God and anti-country. Amen. Our world is consistently turning further and further away from God. Amen. This world needs Jesus. If any more time in our life, we need Jesus in this world. Amen. Prayer. So it is in any hour in our history of mankind ever needed it, it is now. Amen. The generation needs an apostolic church that knows how to pray. 
amen, that is intense, that is impassionate, that is violent in their prayers and life, amen, that gets radical, that's not willing, that's not afraid to get on the floor and war on the floor in the spirit realm, amen, this, this battle is not physical, but it is spiritual, Amen. There's a grip that's on this world. We need to get into that spiritual warfare and pray that the princes of these heirs are destroyed through the Spirit of God. Amen. There are intense, passionate, violent in their prayer life. It is the underst understatement of the century to say that the world and the church need individuals that need not satisfied with hit and miss inconsistent prayer lives. If there's ever going to be a time we need prayer, it is now. Amen. It's establishing that prayer life, walking and talking with Jesus on a daily basis. Amen. That is not satisfied with now I lay me down to sleep. Prayer life. Amen. Instead, what is needed now is a generation of apostolics who know how to fight hell in prayer. Amen. This isn't a physical battle. This is a spiritual warfare we are in. We are in the last of the last days. Amen. And we have to be people who are willing to put on the full armor and war on the floor and touch the throne of God. Amen. That the grip of this world can be lifted off of this world. Amen. But it's only going to come through having a prayer life. Amen. Who are not intimidated. We need people who are not intimidated by intense, extreme, and inter inter intercessory prayer. We need people who refuse to leave it up to the pastor, the youth pastor, the leadership to pray for a move of God in the church and upon this city. Amen. We need to be intense in our approach when it comes to prayer. We step into prayer and we understand it is a battle. It's not all about, Lord, I need, I need, I need. Lord, this world needs, my family needs, this needs. It's not about us. It's about Him. It's about the needs. We're living in a world that's going to hell and somebody needs to take up that hedge and bridge that gap. Amen? This church also, this church and the pastor need you to be radical and extreme in your commitment to praise. Young people, there's some young people in here, let me... Young people, I'm going to put it this way. Anybody below 60, you're young people. Amen. Young people, let me say this to you. That every time you come to church, it ought to be a Pentecostal apostolic youth movement that you know how to set the atmosphere, exuberant worship and praise. Amen. In fact, even if you are not only you, you need to be extreme praiser. Amen. I'm not sure praiser is a word. Amen. But if it for this purpose of this message today, it's a word. We need extreme praisers. We just need to be lost in our worship and in our praise. Not worried about what our neighbors think. Amen. Just giving ourselves to the Spirit. Now obviously you need to use some common sense. Amen. By extreme praiser, I don't mean be ignorant. Amen. Don't do something stupid. Amen. But be exuberant unto the Lord. I remember one hot service. I made mention to it Wednesday night to some of the young people. I remember we got into a service more and the Holy Ghost was moving. And we had one young fellow down here doing cartwheels. Amen. Lord protected. Amen. But we need to be common sense in our praise and our worship. Being led in the Spirit. Letting the Lord do His will. 
See, I don't mean out of order extreme. I mean committed and unashamed praise. I mean passionate praise. I mean praise that comes from the heart of a worshiper. I'm talking about your desire and your commitment. It's, it has to be extreme. Amen. We're living in a day and an hour where we just can't patty cake anymore. Amen. We're living in a day when the Lord, the trumpet's about to sound. Amen. My wife said it this morning when trying to find something to wear. I'm running out of time. We're running out of time. The clock is ticking. The bridegroom's coming. The trump's about to sound. You better make your election sure. Amen. Even if someone makes fun of me, I'm going to lift up my hands. Amen. Even if one day, only one day, I'm going to let hot tears run down my cheeks due to the gratitude for freedom of sin. Amen. It's that freedom, that liberty that we have in our worship, amen, and when we let the Spirit invade, amen, then we need to look at the Word. Let me tell you something else we need. We need an end-time church that has an intense appreciation for the Word of God, amen, a church that knows, it, and not only knows it, they live it. That's the greatest thing we can do is live this Word out before others. A church that because they've been in the world, the Word discovers that some battles and some temptations become a little easier to defeat. Amen. We're all overcomers. Amen. We need a new zeal regarding the Word of God. It needs to eat us up. Amen. We need to, Simon was a zealot. He was zealous for the Word. Amen. They knew he was zealous. The zeal that was in him, he was ate up with it. We need to get to that point where we do this word. Nothing else matters but this word. Living for God. Praising Him. Worshiping Him. Giving Him all that we got. Opening ourselves up. No matter what the world thinks. No matter what your neighbor thinks. Amen. A new appreciation of violent or a radical, if you will, passion for the word. I want it to burn in me, Jeremiah said, but His word was in my heart as, as burning fire shut up in my bones. It's unquenchable. Just burn all the time, Lord. I need more of you. i got to be in your presence. Nothing else matters but being with Jesus. I want its power and glory and magnitude to consume me. Amen? Consume me, O oh Lord. Let this be all I ever think about. All my actions, all that I need, I find in the Word of God. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Amen. It's the Word. It separates. It condemns. It, it convicts. Amen. Psalms 119 and 89 says, Forever, O Lord, Thy Word is settled in heaven. It's non-negotiable. It's non-debatable. Amen. It's in me. It's never going to leave. Amen. You can dispute it all day with me, but the bottom line is when we walk away, I'm staying on the same course. I'm staying on that straight and narrow path that leads to righteousness. You can choose the broad path, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. This house is going to serve the Lord. Nothing else matters. Amen. Mark 13 and 31 says, Heaven and hell shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. This word, long after we're gone, is still going to stand the test of time. Amen. People have tried time and time to try to make this word of, of no event. But you know what? This word still stands today. Amen. It is a living word. Amen. It's never going to die. 
Amen. Isaiah 40 and 8 says, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the Word of God shall stand forever. Amen. It's not going nowhere. Amen. And it is the Word of God that we need to digest on every day. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's what keeps me going every day. Amen. It's what takes me with the droughts that I need to go. Amen. It's this Word. It's the truth. Amen. It's the truth. That's what convicts and sets free. Psalms 119.11 says, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. It's this Word that we hide in our heart. It's this Word we carry in our heart every day. Amen. He orders our steps. Our thoughts are not our thoughts. Our thoughts are His thoughts. Our ways are not our ways when we let this Word take seed in our heart. The violent take it by force. The extreme, the intense. I want the Word of God in me to be a force in my life. Amen. In my family. In my witness. Against the forces of hell. Amen. Without question, another need for today is extreme soul winners are needed. Some individuals who are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Who are not afraid to, to say, I love Jesus. Amen. Or to say, thank you, Jesus, every chance they get. Amen. This generation needs some intense soul winners that will, that will do forever. Do whatever it takes to impact this world. Amen. Whatever it takes to impact this world. You can look foolish all you want, but you're being a witness to God. Amen. Because He's the one that's ordering your steps. Teaching Bible studies, sharing the Word of God, loving people, representing God through service to this city and to the communities. Amen. People who aren't afraid to get their hands dirty through compassion-based ministry and outreach. Individuals who have an extreme, violent, intense passion, a radical, amen, passion for souls to be saved that are tired of excuses. Amen. What if I get embarrassed being a witness? I would not, folks, might mock me to be a witness, I might have to dress a little different. I might have to act a little different. I, I, I. Amen. The Bible lets us know. And here we are, we get called up. Well, I, you know, I just really can't go out and do that. You know, uh, people might make fun of me. They might say something. They might do this. Well, I really don't know what to say. You got a testimony. Share what God has done for you. Amen. That's a powerful thing you've got is your testimony. Amen. But the Bible, what I find in the Bible says that God made Himself of no reputation and came to this world. Why are we worried about our reputation? Amen. When I put myself in the hands of God, my reputation's His reputation. I'm representing Him. Amen. It's all about Jesus. See, God is not interested in your excuses. Amen. Radical people don't make excuses. They look for solutions. Amen. Violent people or radical people don't care what somebody is going to think of them. Amen. They think more about what God thinks and about their name being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's all that matters. Amen. Intense Christians will make a difference in the world, period. Amen. This word 
We live this word. We love this word. We share our testimony. We're excited about what God has done for us, where He brought us from. Amen. He brought us up out of that miry clay. Amen. We're standing on that rock. Amen. That rock that's never going to fade. Amen. Listen, if a homosexual movement can march on Washington, D.C. and proclaim themselves as the group that acts up on behalf of the gay community, Amen. Then there better be some radical Christians that say if anyone is going to act up, if anyone is going to be noticed, amen, if any message is going to get out there, amen, it's going to be the message of the church. Amen. I'm going to act like Jesus and I'm going to love the lost. Amen. When you see me, you see Jesus. Amen. It ain't about what this world wants to do. Amen. But it's about what Jesus has called the church to do. Amen. Feed the poor. Help the widowed and the orphan. Violent, intense soul winners are controlled by eternity and not by others. This is about eternity. Amen. Again, young people. Amen. Let me say this. Intense soul winners realize that there is something better and more important than being cool and fitting in. It ain't about fitting in. It ain't about being cool. Amen. It's about eternity. Amen. Storing up treasures in heaven. Amen. Whether your friends at school make it to heaven should be more important than whether you may have their approval. Amen. Whether or not my family has my, has my approval makes no matter to me. But I want to see my family make it to heaven. That's all that matters. I want to see my loved ones make it to heaven. Amen. Be a witness. Be a witness. Amen. Let me regress back to the message. We certainly need preaching on these topics. But I won't stop there today. Amen. There is something a little deeper that I want to challenge you in this morning. In fact, all of what I just said really hinges upon getting what I'm about to say. Amen. See, Arful Eddie found that his son's life was more important than anything else. It mattered. His family mattered. The loved ones mattered. Seeing people who were dying and going to hell should matter. Amen. That's all that should matter in the day and hour. It's not about having big cars, fancy houses, and all that. We got a mansion waiting for us up in heaven. Amen. And when we pass from this world to that world, I'm leaving all this behind and I'm stepping into a mansion that was prepared for me. Amen. Arful Eddie found that his son's life was more important than anything else. So he made a risky decision. A decision confronts you. Be average or be violent. Be radical, intense, or extreme. Amen. Let me tell you what made Arful Eddie a violent person. For the sake of love, he was willing to risk everything that he had. Amen. So that his name could be cleared. That his son could have an inheritance. Amen. We have one greater than us that went to Calvary. Amen. And shed his blood. There's an empty tomb. Amen that the stone was rolled away from because He made a way for us. Amen? He made a way for us. He seen what was best for us. But He left us with the, with the greatest task ever, and that is to make a decision. 
Should I live for this world or should I live for him? Amen. A love more important than the wealth and power and prestige. A love that weighed out the consequences and made a decision in spite of the consequences. My son must live with a clear conscience and a clear name. My son must live with honor and integrity. The arena of of violence that I'm challenging the church in today, the extreme, caused by force that is not natural. The intensity that I'm challenging this body about is the matter of your love for Jesus Christ. Amen. Nothing else should ever matter. The truth is, at some point, you cannot say, because I love him. You will never be what God has designed or intended for you to be. Being passionate in prayer, praise, word, and witness really depends on how deeply in love you are with him. I can put words out all day, but if my spirit, if I'm not bearing fruits of the love, amen, that I have for him, it's all for nothing. It's all for nothing. A love for him that has removed anything else as a priority. A love for him that said, I will remove every excuse, every obstacle, and anything that takes his place. A love for him that says, just to walk with him means everything to me. Amen. It means everything to me. Just to feel his presence, just to be, to hear his voice. Amen. To sit at his feet, to hear that voice clearly speak. That's all that matters. A love so passionate that you can say along with the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3 and 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Just to be in a relationship with him is all that matters. It's worth any risk, any discomfort, and denial of my flesh and betrayal of acquaintances. Because when you have an intense passion for Jesus, all the other aspects of living for Him become a little easier. Amen. When you walk with Him and you talk with Him, when you have that love, amen, that relationship causes me to spend time with Him daily. We communicate. I know what makes Him tick and I know what gets Him ticked. Amen. We build this bond. We build this trust. Amen. It's easier for me to say that I can deny myself, pick up my cross, and follow him on a daily basis. That's the challenge. Taking that love to a deeper, deeper depths and to higher heights. Nothing else matters but that relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what holiness is really all about. If you love him, that will give you a desire to be holy and to look holy and to live holy. Amen. And to do things that are holy. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. Amen. That's the greatest attribute we can have is to be holy like Him. If you love Him, that will give you a desire to be holy. Amen. Husbands, fathers, when you love Him, you aren't satisfied with providing only the natural necessities like food, clothing, and shelters. When you love Him, you provide a spiritual climate in your home that loves godliness. Nothing else matters but having that relationship with Him. A love for Jesus will help the church that is bombarded by last covetousness of this world refuse the perverseness and filth available to use through entertainment and technology. 
a violent love, a passionate love that is not as much concerned about what they may think of me, but is absolutely concerned about what does he think of me. Amen. Nobody else's opinion really counts or matters for anything. Amen. But what he thinks of me. This love is risky and it's going to cost you something. Sir, you may have to turn down some overtime to spend some time with your family and with God. When you have the kind of love for Jesus, nothing else matters. You will have to forgive that person that lied about you, gossip about you, when you choose to really passionately love Jesus. Amen. There will be times, young person, when you skip the joy of a night with friends because the Holy Ghost is begging you to weep and pray and turn your future over to Him. Oh, it's a risky love. Amen. But oh, to love Jesus is worth it all. There's nothing like this relationship. There's nothing like being with Him. But the day that seldom ever comes. Amen. Satan has a very subtle plan to keep you from being a violent person or a radical person. To keep you from making a decision. To try to keep you from loving Jesus. To keep you from turning your life over to God and leaving sin and making heaven your home. He has a plan to try to keep as many of us as possible from taking the risk and doing something beyond just drifting and existing. What hinders many? It isn't that people don't care. It isn't that a sinner wants to be lost. It isn't that church folks don't intend to, on being sold out. Amen. They have the intention. They have the plan. A plan of getting saved. I will eventually develop a proper life. I will one day or someday, you know, I'll get right with God. Someday, I'll make it to church. Someday, I'll, just, I'll, I'll have a prayer life. From youth on through every age bracket, when I'm in my 20s, it wouldn't be as hard to stand up for truth. <clears throat> then, I will be a witness. When I am out of high school, I will be sold out. When I graduate, I will teach Bible study. After this next semester and the, is the final one, I'll make up my decision. When I get married, life will be a lot easier. I'll have more time for God. After I have my kids, then I'll have time for God. After I establish my career, I got news for you. You're always going to be working on your career. There's no end in that. Amen. After my military service, bingo. You know, how can I've thought for years, how in the world can you do what I do for a living and live for God? You know, but God, through prayer, and somebody wanting to wring my neck, but never wringing my neck, through prayer and the Holy Ghost, God broke those ties, took away those excuses. Amen. After the kids are all out of school, well, after I retire, I'll have more time. Then I will make the risky decision of loving Jesus Christ beyond just having knowledge of him to really knowing him. And then, someday, I'll do it. Someday, I plan on it, just not now. Someday, now I have to work extra for my family. Now I have to 
to complete college. But someday, now I have bills to pay. You're always going to have bills to pay. But someday, when I'm debt free, someday, now I, I, have, I want to enjoy sin. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm living right now. But someday, I'll get tired of living this lifestyle. And I'll turn my life over to the Lord. Someday is an excuse that I have seen cause men and women die in sin instead of turning their lives over to God. Amen. Someday is an excuse that I have seen often used by Satan to derail good men, good people from serving God and doing something for the kingdom of God. And unfortunately for many that I have seen or observed growing up in the church, amen, someday was the day that seldom ever came. Someday is the day that seldom ever comes because there's always one more excuse. There's always something going to be in the way. Amen. It is always going to be a tomorrow. Amen. I remember a day in my life when I made up my mind I was going to get baptized. Amen. I was done living this life. You know, I was going through a Bible study, man. God was touching. I was feeling things I never felt, understanding things I never understood. And I had made up my mind I was going to get baptized. 29th of April was the day I made a decision. I could have turned and got one more beer. Could have went and gotten 40 ounce. You know, I'm getting baptized tomorrow. I might as well have one more hoopla, right? But as I stood there at a red light, where I could have turned left to go through the drive through to get a 40 ounce, where I could have went straight. Amen. The Lord spoke and says, what you do today affects tomorrow. Amen. Your someday has got to become today. Amen. So instead of turning, I went straight. Amen. Oh, and then the battle began. It was literally like somebody had just gripped me. Because up to that time, you know, you, you know of God, you know of heaven, you know of hell. But that was the first time really I can understand that I understood there was a God and there was a devil. And I had been given a devil everything I had up to that point. Amen. And he wasn't willing to let me go. Amen. But the pool of God took over and I went straight. Amen. And I've tried to stay on a straight and narrow path since then. Amen. Battling all kinds of things. Amen. But through it all, he's never failed me. He's never left me down. Amen. For everything that he, that he took, I didn't give up nothing. God took it. He's replaced it with something better. Amen. And he has that for somebody today. Amen. It will lead to a habit of the next revival. The next prayer meeting. The next altar call. Someday I will be passionate, violent, extreme Christian, consumed by the love of God. And the thing that strikes great concern in my spirit is that some of you or someone today, someday will never come. Someday will never come. Because we've allowed other things to blockade our tomorrow. When we got heaven to gain and hell to shun. Amen. It's a decision. Someday needs to become today. We are on the brink of eternity. Someday the Lord will return. The trump of God is about to sound. It's closer than you think. The only thing that will matter on that someday is the decision that you make today. Amen. This altar service 
Someone was going to have to make a decision whether or not you are really in this thing. Amen? This service will be the day you stop riding the fence and with one foot in and one foot out, wandering in the valley of decision. This altar call this morning needs to be the one you decide whether or not you are going to make to take a chance, a risk, the popular vote, or the really the love of God. Amen. Hear me. The risk is worth it. If you'll stand with me, I'll close with this. Somebody needs to make a decision today. I'm reaching for somebody. Amen. Which brings me back to awful Eddie's son. Eddie would have been proud of his son. He would tell you that his violent, unnatural, extreme act was worth every bit of it. Amen. He wasn't there when his son Butch decided or received an appointment to Annapolis, Maryland, highly esteemed Naval Academy. He wasn't there to see his son become a decorated World War II hero. He would have been proud to know that his son that shot, had shot down five enemy bombers in the Pacific front. These five bombers would have sunk the battleship Lexington if it weren't for Butch's heroics. Eddie didn't get to read the headlines depicting how his boy saved the lives of hundreds and perhaps thousands of men. He wasn't there the day the president pinned the Congressional Medal of Honor on his son's neck. Amen. He made no mistake. The name had been cleared. Amen. And now when his name is mentioned in Chicago, Illinois, people do not think of gangsters but instead his name is associated with aviation, heroism, and bravery. Now people from all over the world fly into the largest airport in the Midwest, the O'Hara Arena Airport, named in honor of Butch O'Hara, the son of a gangster named Eddie. Because there was a day Eddie knew he couldn't put off the risk, the decision any longer. And he stopped saying, Sunday, I'm going to get out of this business. His risky decision made a difference. Amen. The opportunity to become a violent person or a radical person is here this morning. Don't put off another day or another service. Make today your someday. Amen. I'm going to open these altars. Amen. There's somebody, somebody in here is wrestling with a decision. Amen. I challenge you in the Holy Ghost to come and to make that decision. Amen. May it be a decision where you say nothing else matters what this world thinks. Nothing else matters what my friends think. It doesn't matter the consequences I may pray. Amen. But all that matters is my relationship with Him. Amen. There's lives associated with this. You're going to impact somebody's life. Come and find a place this morning. Amen. Come and find a place at this altar. If you want to stay in your seat, that's fine. But there's a decision that needs to be made. You're wrestling with something. Amen. Let the captives be set free. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.